Hello and welcome to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. I'm your host, Roman Segal, and in today's episode, I'll be talking about the pharma and biotech supply chain with Jitesh Devendra, Managing Director at Solara Active Pharma Sciences. Hey Jitesh, welcome to the show. Hello Roman, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. So, um, all right, Jitesh, I'd like to start by just kind of, you know, maybe tell the listeners a little bit about you uh, and, and what you do at Solara. Sure. Hello. Uh, I'm the managing director of uh, Solara Active Pharma Sciences, which is a pure play API company. Uh, Solara came into existence in 2018, and we are in the business of uh, APIs and uh, cramps uh, services. So, and, and, and Jitesh, tell me how how did you get into the pharma sector, and even even prior to that, you know, you know, where did you grow up and go to school, and and how did you get into the industry? So, you know, my growing day, years were in uh, Chennai, uh, so I don't have any technical background. So it was all about uh, commerce. Somehow, the pharmaceutical business uh, seems to be in the blood. Now, I joined the family business, uh, which was uh, Shashun uh, Pharmaceuticals. So that's how I came into the pharmaceutical business. Uh, and it's been an interesting journey since uh, joining Shashin in 98 and uh, now getting back into the API business. Fantastic. And then, so do you mind just explaining the family connection? So was your family already in the, the pharma sector and that's kind of how you kind of made your way in, into the sector? Yes. Uh, my dad and my uncles were the first generation entrepreneurs. So they incorporated Shashin in 1976. Uh, so Shashin uh, was known for being big in ibuprofen and other molecules. And of course, uh, when the cramps, uh, the cramps, entire cramps industry uh, started evolving in the late 90s, Shashin was one of those front uh, companies to be involved in the cramps. It um, had a joint venture with Austin Chemicals uh, in Chicago. And with the joint venture, we were able to get a lot of business on the cram side, both on the R and D as well as on the manufacturing. Interesting. So you 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 must have been or you must have been witness to seeing the real growth in the outsourcing sector, really, or very early days of the outsourcing sector, uh, and seeing that kind of firsthand, probably many years before many of us <laughs> were involved in the sector. Absolutely, uh, Raman. As I said, you, know, I've seen from the background. You know, all these conference calls being held, uh, the companies coming, auditing the facilities. And uh, it was always interesting, you know, a lot of discussions in the beginning, and it takes a lot of patience and perseverance to even get your first business. So I've seen that and uh, had the opportunity also to lead the business when I was in the U.S. Uh, so it was, a, as I said, very interesting. Very good, and uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Did and I, you know I, this was just in my research, but, you know, in, in preparation for our interview today. Uh, did you go to university in Cardiff, or is that is, uh, have I made that up? No, it is. Uh, so I did <laughs> I did my MBA from uh, Cardiff, uh, interesting place. Um, there was a good fifteen months of uh, my academic uh, year. Uh, so yeah, Cardiff was. It was the first time for me to be out of home and uh, you know, live a life uh, which was different than uh, what it was in Chennai, doing things all by myself and then seeing 
the rugby matches and how rough it can become <laughs> so no, i have those memories yeah, but it was it was a good experience and the um the welsh accent can be quite challenging to understand at times i mean i i'm i'm obviously from the the northeast of england and sometimes in the us people mistake it my you know my accent for scottish or welsh so were you were you fine um <laughs> understanding the welsh accent yeah, i mean with all due respects you know people say that indians are very fast in their english but i thought the welsh were much faster <laughs> All right, cool. So I'd like to spend a couple of moments just kind of talking about, um, I mean, obviously you've had a really uh, distinguished and successful kind of career um, in, in, in the kind of outsourcing space. Um, obviously there was the family route into the sector, but I suppose what, what do you attribute your kind of success to or your, um, particularly your leadership skills? Um, you know, how have you managed to, to build teams and lead teams? Uh, what, what is it within you that uh, enables you to do that i attribute my success to i've been open minded in terms of taking new challenges um going into areas which i've never known before for the first 5 to 6 years of my journey in shashan was more about api and cramps and then i moved back to india and i was always keen in terms of doing something on the formulation side and that's when we got into the formulation business so i had to learn the roots of the formulation business, both the technical aspects as well as the commercial aspect. Um, as I said, you know, I don't come from a technical background, but I spent a lot of time in the plants, a uh, lot of communication with the head of R&D as well as head of manufacturing. And then interestingly, um, after six years, I moved back to the States and that was more again to explore on the licensing side on the NDA 505B2. So I've always kept myself um, open to learn new things and and that's really helped me to lead solara coming from the background of api camps as well as on the formulation side yeah i, I love that i love the yeah, what you said there about open to learning new things and um you know it's actually interesting because that's one of the one of the main reasons um i started this this podcast was exactly that i think if you keep an open mind and uh, speak to people and expose yourself to you know new stimulus you're your brain constantly evolves and grows. So I, I think that's a, that's a great, uh, great insight. And, and tell me, you know, I'm sure like many leaders, you're not perfect either. So what, if you're able to share any uh, kind of career mistakes or any things that you've learned along that path uh, to, to where you are today? So I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by a good team of uh, uh, people, especially in Solara, we have a Solara Leadership Council where uh, we have the management team of uh, people leading uh, different functions. So that way I've been very fortunate uh, to have uh, working with uh, good people. Of course, uh, you know, as, as you said, you know, no one is perfect. We do make our mistakes. Um, and, but um, I, I can't think of any uh, <laughs> major mistake that uh, uh, where it has led to uh, anything drastic, but yes, uh, you know, you, you do have failures and from those failures, uh, you learn, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, constantly, uh, motivate your team and hire yeah. people. I, I think it's most commonly said, right. You hire people who are better than you. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And for me, I've always kept learning whether it is 
you know, a manager or a management trainee. I invest a lot of time with management trainees, uh, you know, because they are the, the they are the future of the of the company. So whatever experience I've had, you know, I share it with them. They have they come with no experience, but they have new thoughts, new thinking, uh, which you know I try to um, you know impart that knowledge from them. Yeah. And that, that actually leads really nicely to, to the next question I had for you, which was kind of around, uh, you know, what, what advice would you have for, say, leaders or you know, younger people developing careers um, in this space? So if, if, if there is any advice you can share with, with those, that would be great. No, I constantly tell the management trainees, um, look at the experience what you're getting. Salary compensations are important, but they are not important at the... Uh, primitive years of the career. Uh, so always be open to take those challenges, learn. You will make mistakes, but don't shy away from that. Uh, so that's one. I would always, uh, you know, constantly motivate those management trainees or the youngsters is be open-minded and don't restrict yourself from a boundary perspective that, you know, if you get an opportunity to move to another country or another city, be open to that. Uh, mm-hmm. that teaches you new things, new cultures, you know, interactions with people. I mean, I, as I said, I, my success, I would relate to my team. I would relate to my customers. I've learned a lot from them. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, having 10 years spent in the U.S. has, has given me the greatest confidence uh, uh, from the businesses, what we have uh, got. Uh, so, yes, to... You know, the future leaders, I would say, don't uh, restrict yourself from the learning and as well as from exploring new cultures. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, obviously firsthand uh, completely agree with, with what you said there and almost an identical situation for myself and how I ended up uh, living in the U.S. Was, was exactly that, just simply not restricting myself or the business from from growth potential um and ultimately not looking back with any regrets i think you know a, a lot of younger people can you know get to a 25 or, or 30 and think that's life and you know you know i'm going to be like this for the for the rest of my life but actually there's <laughs> there's lots of opportunities still out there to grow and, and try new things so i think that point around not restricting or uh, you know, being too closed in, in thinking is, is uh, really, really important. And, if, and, and tell me, Jitesh, if, if you could go back, um, you know, and uh, speak to your 25-year-old self, what, what advice would you give your 25-year-old self now? If I have to give, yeah, I, I keep thinking about this, you know, that, you know, I wish I should have done this about 10 years back. Um, and um, maybe I was not, an aggressive in the sense I was not a risk-taking person. You know, it was more about, uh, you know, you want to be sure about what you're getting into. Yes, you can invest in these products. But if if I constantly think about it, you know, if 10 years back, I would have done things differently than what I'm doing today. uh, And that would have really cut the journey uh, from 10 years at least to a good five years. Don't, don't dwell on it too much. <laughs> um, and then tell me, how, how would your best friend describe you in three words? This is a very interesting question, Raman. 
<laughs> sorry, to put, sorry, sorry to put you on the spot and uh, you know, and for our listeners i i um tr- I, you know we we try not to send the questions in advance because um yes you know you know you know we want an authentic real answer of um i mean obviously i've, I've had the pleasure of, of meeting you but i think how say someone a business associate would describe you might be different to how your best friend describes you in, in three words so um, do any words come to mind that, you know, I'm sure you're thinking of friends now <laughs> and thinking, well, what would they say about me? <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I, they, they say that I talk less, um, but when I do, uh, then they tell me, you know, uh, stop it. Uh, but uh, generally, uh, if I have to talk on their behalf, what they would think about myself as someone whom they can uh, trust and uh, uh, and be there for whenever they need me. Uh, yeah. So I, I can only think about that, Raman. Um, I'm uh, sure you know when, when we meet them in uh, or have a couple of drinks, they have other things to say. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I uh, I don't want to think about how my friends would describe me. So. <laughs> You're listening to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector, the podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. Uh, all right. And then before we kind of switch to talk about you know, the, the sector that, that we bo- both work in, um, I'm just interested to know, do you, you know, as, as a leader, uh, do you do you have any kind of habits or rituals or routines that you do on a daily basis that, you know, you stick to, whether it's, you know, reading or, uh, or, you know, meditating or anything like that. Is there anything that you do that is kind of part of your daily routine? So my daily routine is, you know, I love to run. So I start my day very early. Uh, you know, I, I go, to, I, I ensure that I get at least a, a six to hours, six to eight hours of sleep. Uh, I get up early, I go for my run. Um, I always believe in uh, that if you have a lot of time in your hand, you can always organize things and there's a lot of things to be done. And, you know, I don't believe in, in the saying that I don't have time, I can't do this. Uh, over the years, and this comes also with experience, right, that you get organized, you start prioritizing your things, how you want to go about it. Um, so... Uh, that's that's kind of my daily routine. I have a lot of time, you know. I maintain my work-life balance, and that's only mm-hmm. happened over the last three, four years. I mean, prior to that, uh, it, it was just, you know, you're just working, working, and working. Uh, and, and and if you don't mind me asking, how have you managed to do that? Um, what is it? Because one of the reasons for creating this podcast was actually around exactly that, you know people in the industry being so busy that just simply not having enough time to learn, you know, read a magazine, you know, dive deep into articles. So how have you managed to strike a, a better balance with, with kind of work and life? You, so you start with work, uh, you, you have to set clear goals for the company. Uh, so when Solara was formed, you know, we had a plan, we had a vision for the company, what we want to be in the next five years. What are the businesses we want to be? So you understand the business and then you lay out a strategy that includes, you know, even hiring people or reorganization. 
so we invested a lot of time internally in terms of organizing. Uh, because I tell my people is, you cannot be 100% busy. I mean, if you're 100% busy, then you're not thinking. You're, you know, you're just working. Mm -hmm. uh, so even in our sales function, you know, we have categorized or we have split the sales and the BD. It's always sometimes there's an overlap. You know, you do both the things, but we have a sales team, we have a business development team, then we have a customer support team. So in the, at the beginning, it feels like, oh, you have too many people. But at the, at the end, when you look at it, uh, the results are amazing because there is a focused approach in terms of how you are focusing on your five-year plan, as well as mm -hmm. being a public listed company, a quarter to quarter numbers also are very important, right? So, sure. so you need to be operationally focused as well as you need to be focused on the strategy. So it's hiring the right people, building the team and the review mechanisms um, you set in place every week, you review uh, with your team and you know what your action points are, what you need to focus. So that has helped a lot in terms of, uh, you know, how you go about scheduling and prioritizing your, your work. And that really helps in your personal life because once you're set and organized at your workplace, then you have time for your family as well. So nine to six, I tell my people, I mean, nine to six is, I mean, it's a good enough time for us to achieve what we want to achieve. I think beyond mm -hmm. that, uh, you're just draining yourself. You know, your family is not happy. If your family is not happy at home, I don't think what the product productivity will be at work. Uh, so that has helped a lot, uh, Raman. No, that's that's great. I think there's some great advice in there. And, and just on the on the running, just because I'm a I'm a big fan of running, and I and I personally um, develop many of my ideas or consume most of my uh, content via podcasts actually while I'm running. So, what what kind of distances, or do you or do you train for any particular runs or anything like that, or is it just a you know a short run every morning just to kind of you know start the start the day in a positive manner? So I've, I've really not, uh, I mean, from a training, from a running perspective, uh, someone advised me, you know, I was like looking to lose weight and someone said, walking will not help you lose weight. So you better start running. So I, I took to running. Uh, of course, now I'm addicted to it. Uh, and then, you know, you have your Fitbits and Apple Watch who, you know, ensure that they keep a track on your progress. Uh, so... Yeah, you start off slow and uh, these days, you know, you have your friends also on the, uh, on your Apple watch and everyone is sharing their milestones, what they have achieved. So one is trying to beat the other. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, you know, I don't stress myself out, you know, uh, I run my, my three mile run uh, in the morning. Um, my wife really forces me to get into yoga, but uh, that's something which I'm not able to get into. It's too slow for me. Uh, <laughs> me too <laughs> I, I feel i feel your pain i think i need to be outside and, and running so um and then in, just wanted to spend a few moments um you know i'm conscious that I've, I've asked you a lot of questions about you which is which is great and thank you for being so open and uh, obviously you've got you know great experience you know of the of the outsourcing space and um really interested to know kind of what trends or changes that you're seeing going on right now and and for our, our listeners, obviously, the, the timing of the podcast that Jitesh and I are, are speaking is, uh, is is the kind of back end of April where we're right in the center of 
the coronavirus outbreak across the world and, and Jitesh is based based in India and myself are, I'm based in, in Boston in the US. So obviously that, that might play uh, an important uh, or a pivotal role in, in your answer anyway, Jitesh, but just to give the listeners some context. So are there any key trends or changes that you, you see in the industry or, or even any kind of predictions or trends that people should be should be aware of? So yes, uh, you know, we are going through a very unfortunate time of this uh, coronavirus outbreak. And uh, that has really, um, you know, shown in terms of um, the uh, sensitivity towards the supply chain, right? I mean, the biggest risk what we are facing is the is the supply chain. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, key raw materials or the intermediates, um, you know, come from China. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of Indian API companies are dependent on China for uh, these key raw materials. Um, so, you know, it has opened up, uh, while there is a challenge, it has opened up a host of uh, new opportunities for, I'm sure the Indian pharma companies, as well as the, the companies based out in, um, in Europe, as well as in the US. Um, so, you know, we, we see at least at Solara is, and pr- even prior to this, uh, coronavirus, uh, impact, uh, there has been issues related to the environmental concerns as well as now the regulatory agencies have also started to focus on the supply chain where they come and inspect your key intermediates manufacturers so as much Mm -hmm. as possible we are trying to de-risk that uh, by bringing in the key intermediates uh, in-house so it does not uh, impact any of our supply chain if there is any regulatory inspections Uh, so going forward Definitely, I see a lot of opportunity uh, uh, for business to come into India as well as to other markets. So it, it may turn out that it's a, it's a good opportunity, at least for a company like Solara, which is started in 2018, came into mm-hmm. life in 2018. And we are really looking at building our cramps business. Uh, so hopefully, given that our compliance levels on the environment and as well as on the uh, regulatory side has been good. Uh, we expect to see new opportunities come up. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great insight. And, and you mentioned Solara there, and you know what what exciting things are, are going on there at the minute within your business, or you know what exciting things are, are on the horizon. If you're able to share anything, so of course, being a public listed company, I can only share what we have uh, communicated to our investors as well as to our shareholders. Mm-hmm. A lot of exciting things are going on. I mean, last year when TPG. Uh, Texas Pacific Group, which is based out of the U.S., have committed to infuse money alongside with our promoter, uh, Arun Kumar and his family. They have also uh, infused more capital into the company, and that's for the growth of Solara. So when we are looking at that capital coming into the company, uh, we have set up a new manufacturing facility in Vizag. So that's going to be a sixth manufacturing facility. Uh, and that's going to be the flagship site of uh, Solara. It's a uh, huge land acreage uh, area. Uh, so work has already initiated, and we are expecting um, at least Vizac to go live in, in 2020. Right. And the rest of the capital, what we have, we are looking at inorganic opportunities as well as to grow our cramps business. So we are really focused in terms of uh, growing our cramps business organically as well as uh, inorganically. So these are exciting times for us uh, at Solara. 
Ah, oh, very good. So final question for you, Jitesh, you know, are there any final comments or requests that you have for the audience? Yes, Aman, uh, you know, thank you for having me on this uh, podcast. Uh, as I uh, mentioned to you, uh, this is something innovative from your side uh, uh, to bring all the industry leaders um, on this kind of a forum. Um, no, I'm really happy that Solara has got back into the cramps business and, and uh, we are really looking at, uh, at growing this business. Uh, so we, we, it'll be exciting uh, times for Solara as well as some challenging times for the, for the industry. And I'm sure, mm. uh, you know, this is temporary phase. We will all go, go over it. And uh, yeah, I invite, uh, you know, listeners uh, to look at the Solara website and, and how Solara could uh, be a strategic partner for all your service-related uh, uh, business. Great. Well, well, thanks so much, Tesh, for for being a guest on on Molecule to Market. It's been a, a pleasure to to catch up with you and and hear more about you and and your uh, career growth and the advice that you've got for people in the sector, as well as obviously understanding more about Solara and and your views on the sector. So thank you very much for, for being a guest. And uh, uh, obviously we wish you um, health and, and safety during these uh, difficult times. Thank you, Raman. Hi again, thanks so much for tuning in to Molecule to Market. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find more shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. Get in touch with us on our website, moleculetomarketpod.com, and follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter, and we will see you again next week. Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital, and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile, and generate leads in life sciences.